0: Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle in gorgeous, beautiful, slightly rainy Seattle. And Benny, you said the traffic's really bad out there.
1: Uh, you just missed like a major situation going on northbound or southbound on 405. But um, uh, well, everyone just be southbound. patient.
0: I think I must have got into a little vortex and yeah. that just whisked me to the studio. Must have. Like, it was amazing. I was just incredibly lucky. Thrilled. I know, really. I feel like I'm <laughs> in the flow these days. I'm in the flow. And we hope that you're feeling in the flow, too, wherever you are in the world, whether it's daylight, nighttime, whatever your weather conditions happen to be. And we hope that you're looking out the window and getting grounded in your environment as we start a beautiful time here on the show where energy and medicine meet. Um, I I get the beautiful honor of interviewing people uh, who I believe are on the edge of thought, creating change and providing opportunities for all of us to evolve, and today is one of those days. And I have interviewed our guests several times before. I think this is my third or fourth interview of Jillian Holloway. Um, she has been a faculty member of Mary Hearst University in Portland, Oregon, for 20 years. Wow, that's a long time. Her research into the meaning of dreams is known internationally, and she is the author of four books on working with dream messages to change our lives. Her work has been featured in The Washington Post, The New York Times, Health Blog, magazines such as Shape, Allure, Cosmopolitan, Self, and Woman's World. She's a veteran of over 500 radio and television interviews, including Coast to Coast AM and ABC's 2020. Welcome to the show, Jillian. Oh, thanks, Marie. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, yeah. I'm so thrilled to have you. I told you before we went live that a lot of people have been asking me lately about dreams, and I don't remember mine. You know, it's like in a blue moon I remember mine, and they're very significant when I remember them. Like, they're game changers in my life. But I usually wake up uh, completely blank. So I am no help to anyone when it comes to the dream world. So I'm so happy to have such a professional and a person who researches dreams. So what does your dream research look like? What happens at the university as you're researching dreams?
2: The background material... Uh, from the dreamer, you know, how old they are, what they do for a living, how stressed they say they feel, and also about the presentation of the dream. So there's a lot more than just the little blip of, this, of the video that you get in the dream. It's how does it present? How often have you had the same type of dream? And it turns out that all of that background material gives us a much better shot at really understanding what what is giving rise to certain themes in our dreams, And so I think that we've been able collectively to get much more accurate with our dream interpretation and also with the so what part of it. You know, Mm. you can see, well, what triggered a dream, but the Mm. trigger is not the same thing as the messaging. And that's what turns out to change our lives, as you know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what I found fascinating about what you just said is you actually monitor the stress level that's current in someone's life that somehow is affecting their dream perspective. That is so
2: important because it's not always, you know, some people go through a divorce and they're not that stressed or they get a new job, they're not that stressed. But when their in-laws move across the street, their (laughs) stress level goes off the chart. So it's extremely subjective what triggers us and what unsettles us and kind of throws us back into our original mystery. That we're living our lives trying to solve. Hmm. When we get thrown back to that foundational question of, like, why am I different from everybody? Or do people like me? You know, can I be my real self? All those questions. When we get thrown back to those foundational questions, it's like encountering kryptonite. We <laughs> lose our superpowers and we really don't cope as well as we have the capability to.
0: Wow. I, I, I know that a lot of people have kind of violent dreams. I mean, those are the ones that upset them the most, that they're scared to death of, actually. Yeah and and so you know, why does that happen? You know, rough, too, turbulent um, dreams, even if the person isn't a violent person, why does that happen?
2: Well, we think that dreams arise to to help us survive as a species. I mean there's the unique individual kind of mystical and spiritual side of it, but there's also the biological side of it. And a certain vigilance and a certain possessiveness and a kind of uh survival instinct gets triggered when we're dreaming. So a lot of times we will have dreams where you have to fight to protect something, or you'll get into a physical fight when you would never do that in waking life. So there's a real exaggerated physicality to our dreams.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. And I'm sure that probably gives people some sort of relaxation that, okay, I'm not this creepy person inside that at any moment might turn into, you know, like a serial killer.
2: That's right a lot of people dream that they are serial killers or that really? they have killed someone. Yes. This is a classic that you've killed someone and then you think, "Oh, I've got to hide the body," which <laughs> probably is not what you would do if you accidentally, you know, heaven forbid. But that's a very common dream and it really worries people because it's a recurring theme.
0: Wow. And what does that typically mean or is it, you know, uh, is it personal the meaning?
2: Well, it is personal, but it most commonly arises when someone has felt that they have to cut off or murder a part of themselves that just isn't going to fit in. And I see that a lot with young people who are maybe wanting to be artists or they want to be mystics or they want to be something that's quote unquote not viable. And so, you know, professionally, so they will just snuff that out. Fascinating. Yeah. They'll be haunted by that part of their own energy that they kind of
0: did away with. Wow. Fascinating. Hmm. So, so then bad dreams or nightmares aren't always a sign of trouble? No, they aren't. And here's
2: the rule of thumb with bad dreams. They're always about something important. The, the, the horrific quality of them is a sign of their gravity,
3: wow. of
4: their
2: relevance, not always a sign that you have a terrible problem in your life which is what we're afraid of, of course. We're afraid we're going to find out something that's going to rip our lives apart or something that's going to make us have to change something that we don't want to change. Mm. And that really tends not to be the case as much. For some reason, the horror is like volume control. It's almost as though your own spirit or psyche is shouting at you Mm. that there is a message that's really important. So Mm. if we can Force ourselves to get the courage to turn towards our nightmares, like that one about burying the body. That's actually a cry to try and um, heal that, that break, that split in the psyche and bring that artist back to life or, or whatever part that was.
0: I think that's so interesting. And you say that a lot of people have repetitive dreams about the same kind of theme,
2: Yes. Recurring dreams are, of course, the, the ones that people often ask about, because if you have the same thing knocking on your door every night, it, you can't explain it away or shrug it off. It's obviously something intentional, something intelligent that is visiting you.
0: Wow, I've had a recurrent dream um, that doesn't happen all the time, but it's happened maybe like five or six times where I'm dreaming that I've lost all my teeth. Mm-hmm. and I've come to realize that it really means like either someone's being very dishonest with me or I'm being very dishonest with myself. I'm not really looking at something factually, but the first few times I had it, it scared me to pieces because it was so real. I mean, my teeth were just like rotting and falling out mm-hmm. of my mouth. It was uh, devastating, I thought, until I figured out the meaning behind it, at least for me.
2: Yes, that's that's absolutely right. It often has to do with something that we're not, we're sort of, in the Buddhist sense, we're not in right relationship Mm -hmm. with some deep truth in our lives.
0: Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And does everyone have psychic or predictive dreams or only some people?
2: You know, I think in potential, we all have them. But in, in practice, it seems that some people are more inclined in that way than others. So some people are, you know, have predictive dreams once a week, literally, wow. just all the time. Now, maybe not about big things, but they are—they uh, are ahead of themselves on the timeline in their dreams. Others may have one in a lifetime that wow. they remember. So it is very individual, and I—I I suspect. I don't have any proof, but it seems to run in families. So I really? think there may even be a biological or genetic predisposition.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's fascinating. That's very fascinating. So do you think people who have it regular, I, I have predictive dreams, but like, f- so far, five in my lifetime, you know, uh-huh. you know, it's not a weekly thing, that would be so nice. Do you think that people who have it that frequently are just really incredibly intuitive, but they're not allowing that intuition to permeate their consciousness when they're awake? Well, I think that's
2: individual. Mm. I mean, I don't some people have those recurring have predictive dreams and they're very like you. They're very switched on in their waking life as well. Yeah. So, it's difficult to say, but um I do think that people it's almost as though they have they're wired a little bit differently so that the space-time continuum doesn't limit them as much. And so when they sleep, they kind of get into a frequency where they really transcend space and time and some of the rules. And so they're more inclined to have precognitive dreams, to dream with other people, to enter a kind of dream landscape where you have shared events.
0: Wow, that's
2: Uh, beautiful. and, And also, something that I'm finding a lot is what people are referring to as night shift dreams, where... You are involved in a kind of work for humanity or work for the planet. These people are like volunteer social workers in their dreams.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: And they're doing, they're doing healing. They're doing rescue work with disasters. They're helping people cross over.
1: Wow. Um,
2: they're doing a lot of special work, and they're very realistic dreams. Wow. So a lot of us are thinking these aren't dreams at all. These are multi-dimensional events where we actually participate as volunteers in the dream realm.
0: Wow. Okay. So these people are not getting recuperative sleep.
2: <laughs> that you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you're instinctively going to the to one of the problems, which is that they can have extreme fatigue, oh even my though gosh. they're sleeping, and they think, "Why am I so exhausted?" That's how I know. Some of these people are are having this phenomenon because in addition to the weird dreams that they remember and they seem to have no connection with their life, um, they're often exhausted so wow. one of the things they need to do is to learn to say "I need a couple of nights off. I can't do this every single night
1: Wow
0: I just think that is fascinating when I teach um, workshops especially you know like two and a half day workshops or three day I um a couple of weeks before we gather I before I, as I'm falling asleep, I ask that everybody comes to the astral plane so we can have class uh-huh. while we're sleeping, so that, you know, I don't have to work very hard in the workshop and things are integrated. We can go pretty deep in the class. Uh-huh. And I've I noticed, I don't tell anybody about this. Of course, now everyone will know, but I, I don't tell people <laughs> before the workshop. Um, and I, of course, I have an intention of whoever's going to show up because I don't always know who's going to register before a workshop. Um, that But after that first night, I asked them how their sleep was, and many people have disruptive sleep while we're in the astroplane um, taking class in the cosmos.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I, I, of course, I kind of feel bad about it, but, um, you know, it, it tends to make the workshop go a lot more smoothly. Yes. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, I'm having the pleasure of interviewing Jillian Holloway. She's a researcher about dreams and the author of four books. In fact, one of your books, one of your um, most latest books, is The Complete Dream Book Discover What Your Dreams Reveal About You and Your Life. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Chair Show. We'll be right back.
6: Manifesting dreams into reality is meant to be exciting and easy. When the tools you use stop working, a lack of self-worth is most likely holding you back. Marie's Affirm Your Worth cards are the perfect solution to increase self-appreciation while magnetizing your dreams into reality in a nurturing and fun way. Order the Affirm Your Worth cards online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671.
4: We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic, medium, and crystal child Lindsay Paul as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond along with her psychic and skeptic Abraham DeWeese and indigo child Sarah Ellis. They'll help you sort to new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within
6: Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
4: Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Outside the box, outside the norm, inside your radio. Alternative Talk
6: 1150.
0: Thanks, Benny. I love that music. And welcome back to the Remenia Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. We're speaking with Jillian Holloway, who's in Portland, Oregon, correct? Jillian? Yes. Uh-huh. So just right right around the corner from us, about three and a half hours, actually. I was just in Portland teaching a workshop a few weeks ago. Love the city. So much fun. So walkable. Took a bar three class with some mentoring students of mine and, and taught a lovely workshop at Own Base Yoga Studio. Had so much fun. So you must enjoy living in that area.
2: I do. I really like it. It's it's very quirky, but it's just very warm, too.
0: It is. It is quirky and warm. I agree. Both of those things. You know, yeah. It reminds me of Se- Seattle like 20 or 30 years ago. Uh-huh. Still kind of small. Still have like little pockets of protesters just walking down the street. You know, it's, <laughs> I love it's that. adorable. It's,
2: it's a very earnest place it to is. live. It is. <laughs> yeah, we're quite sincere
4: here.
0: Yeah, it's true. And all the homeless people look so cared for and they look so comfortable. Like they feel like they've, they feel safe, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, oh, they're just chilling out, relaxed.
1: Now I know where to go if I don't have a home.
0: There you go. Portland. Got to be taken care of. It's true because I remember the first time I taught in Portland, and of course I'd been to the city many times, but I hadn't stayed downtown. Mm -hmm. And I went for a run uh, near the water, and there was an organization handing out food um, to the homeless people, and it was just lovely. It was absolutely just giving
1: back. Giving giving back back where it's needed. Mm Aw.
0: So, Jillian, we have people on the phone lines who would love to ask you questions, so we're going to go ahead and start with that.
1: Okay. Sure. Let's start things off with Sophia. She is calling in from San Francisco. So, so uh, Sophia, welcome to the show.
3: Hi. Hi. I am so excited to talk to you guys this morning. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, um, I wrote on your Facebook page a long time ago, Marie, that I wanted to um, ask someone about dreams, so oh, now I get the perfect. chance. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's, uh, your, what's your question, Sophia? Um, my question is that sometimes, in fact, this just happens. Um, I wake up, you know, kind of like what Marie was talking about, not remembering the dream, but there's this dream essence, And it's like, I can't describe it. It's like, it's like, it's not even you know a taste a color it's a feeling and and but there's this essence behind the dream and while i was in the dream i remembered you know every single step of the way was very very clear and then i wake up and i i try to keep a dream journal and i write all my dreams down actually and um i wake up and i and i can't remember any of the details but there's kind of this um this lingering essence and i just want to know what that was all about
2: well our dreams are about, even though we have fictional events in our dreams, the the material, the emotional and spiritual and material is real, and our dreams are kind of trying to help us uh, consolidate distill, understand, heal, get closure, and get ready for the future. So they're actually doing really important psychological and spiritual work for us. So what you're feeling is the residue from that process. It's almost as though you took a workshop in your sleep, and you're feeling the shift internally about what's happened and where you have left off. And we call that a felt sense. It's absolutely real. You're, you're absolutely right about what's going on. If you want to, if you want to work with that, you don't need to. You might want to just leave that. But you could write in your journal about the, the sensation that you awaken with and just give, give some language to that and honor it to help settle that inside yourself because you don't always have to remember a dream to get the benefit from it at all.
0: You know, that's an excellent point. So Sophia doesn't recall her dreams. I can completely relate to that. But that felt sense is actually so important, which is true in the intuitive world. It's more important than even a clairvoyant image or an auditory image to be able to feel what it means is how we interpret it. So keeping track of the essence of the feelings that you felt is, could be quite prolific in terms of working through the dream. Is that true, Jillian? Is that what you mean by that?
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. And And even though you don't remember it, you can just ask your, your deeper mind to say, help me throughout the day to honor what this dream was about and to honor the messaging that I received and the changes that I've received so that you can kind of walk with that, in almost like a, a living yoga. And it it really works. You just need to ask for it and trust in it.
0: Wow, that's amazing! Wow, Sophia, uh,
1: this is a great question. Thank you so much for calling in.
2: Thank you both. Good All luck.
1: Perfect. So uh, let's um, well let's move off to one more call. I think we have time. Let's take a uh, David is calling in from uh, Shoreline area. So David, welcome to the show.
5: Thanks, Benny. <clears throat> hi, I'm having some. Hi, Marie.
0: Yes, hi, David. How are you?
5: Good, thanks. How are you doing?
0: I'm great, thank you.
5: Hey, I'm David. having I'm having some. Uh, they were nightmares a couple of months ago. Um, I was having, um, it was right. It would be almost right when I would fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like my dreams are, it seems, they seem more a little along the line of psychic attack. Like they're not really. Um, so if it's, if it's in the astral plane or something, it's, it's it goes along with how I'm, how I feel my energy being bothered. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so those are those are um, kind. Of, that's kind of where I'm at.
2: Can you give me an example, uh, briefly, David? Of I mean, do you get the image of just feeling hostility while you're sleeping? Is that the sort of sensation, or that someone sometimes? Didn't?
5: Yeah, okay. yeah, there was. Um, yeah, hostility. If um, seen someone there, and that it was just—I don't know why—but it, it was just the image um, made me. Sure. I—I uh, I knew I—I I just had to get out of there, and it was like uh, not a normal movement that I was able to do. It's like a a lot of spinning. I remember oh, that's kind of the energy I've had—a lot of spinning and rotating. Mm-hmm. which which makes me um, off balance and kind of dizzy sometimes and or whatever, okay. but it it gets anyway.
2: Yeah. Well, this is an important question, and it's tough to talk about, and it's tough to kind of get a handle on, but I'm a great believer in what we call boundary work mm. and whether you are actually experiencing some kind of invasion, some kind of trespass spiritually, mm or whether this is a, an internal process that you're trying to sort through it almost doesn't matter having strong and healthy boundaries will help you whether you know on all dimensions on all fronts so one thing that you can do and you probably already know this but call in call in the cavalry spiritually call in your guides call on whatever belief system you have to really firm up your boundaries and to stay with you and guard you while you sleep We can have angelic help, we can have guardian help, um, spiritual help to wash over us while we rest. That is your uh, spiritual right and your dominion. So everything that you can think of in terms of all the way from your diet, your exercise, cleaning up your living space literally, um, your practices, trying not to merge into too much negativity in your thinking – go on an all-out campaign to really clean up and strengthen your boundaries. And that will have a big help to make your, your life less permeable to negativity wherever it's coming from.
0: Yeah, thank you, David, for calling in. That was f- fabulous about what you said in terms of the boundaries. So when someone's having disruptive dreams in that way, they need to work on cleaning that up. I mean, that's quite, f- quite amazing.
2: Well, it is. And as you know, it makes all the difference in the
3: world.
0: It does, actually. Yeah. In in every way, you know, your personal body, your health, the people you interact with, everything, your resources, everything changes when you create healthy boundaries.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, So I was going to ask you the question about um, can exploring dreams, and of course, this is true, and maybe you would recommend keeping a journal on a regular basis, it can act like meditation or spiritual studies like yoga.
2: It really is. It's a spiritual practice. I mean, we have heard a lot about it because modern dream work has arisen from the ground of psychology and um, psychotherapy and diagnosis and and treatment. So that's kind of the shadow that we live in. But really, the work that's being done now with the messaging in dreams and finding our our truths is spiritual work. And so regularly connecting with our dream messages is a spiritual
0: practice. Wow. Wow. No, I love that. I'm going to start um, keeping a little journal of just what I'm feeling since I don't really remember what's happening. Um, I I think that's a great idea. And can we program our dreams to some extent to address questions or problems to, um, to give us some answers, like maybe when we awaken?
2: Yes, this is a huge and important practice for people to get into the habit, and it doesn't have to be an yet another task or yet another piece of homework. All you have to do when you're getting ready for bed is as you as you go to sleep, just ask in your mind silently for dreams to address a particular issue or to show you what might happen if you, you know, bought that house that you're thinking of or to give you an aerial perspective or a big view mm. of a question that you keep struggling with. A lot mm. of people, we have questions, and you, you try to do the right thing, and you try to you know live with uh, doing no harm, and something just keeps slamming you upside the head. And yet at some point we say, okay, I'm, I don't get it.
3: Mm. Why isn't
2: this working? What am I doing wrong? Show me the big picture. Mm. And those types of you may have a dream about your childhood, you may have a dream about your parents and some, you know, the the foundational parent that kind of rubbed you the wrong way and and you keep recapitulating that that relationship or that difficulty in your life. And some of these repetitive patterns, they're not that hard to change. It's that it's that we don't recognize them for what they are. And another way that you can really take advantage of your dream processing at night is to ask for your dreams to fill you up.
6: Mm.
2: A lot of times we run out of, excuse me, we run out of our goodwill or we run out of our enthusiasm or our faith or our hope or our clarity. And things get really gritty and dark then. And it's like you lose your psychic eye for a while. Ask for your dreams just to charge you up, to recharge your batteries your faith and hope and your your clarity and really you can it's as though you get saturated again with all that is sacred and all that's empowering in your dream time so you don't have to remember your dreams you just wake up feeling oh okay everything's going to be okay i just have to put one foot in front of the other
0: i love that i think that's a wonderful energy session you're getting while you're sleeping
2: Yes. Do you
0: think that would help people to sleep better as well?
2: It does. It does. And and one thing that I, I recommend if people have trouble falling asleep because we get in our little anxiety cycles is to just think about expanding yourself, becoming your larger self, mm-hmm. and just say, I don't have to fall asleep. All I need to do is rest. Wow. And just kind of expand rather than – because when we get scared, we contract, of course. So if you can expand, that breaks that cycle of anxiety.
0: Wow. Um, Benny, why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines because we do have a question about not getting enough sleep.
1: Let's go. and uh, First of all, turn my microphone on. That will be easier <laughs> for everyone to hear me. Donna from Oklahoma is calling in. And if you'd like to join us on the show, we do have open lines here at the Marie Manucherry Show at 877-825-8828. And we are discussing about dreams and maybe dissecting them a little bit while we're on the air. So, Donna, welcome to the show.
2: Good morning. Hi, Donna. Hi. I have a question on how insomnia affects our dreams and how I can, um, I've had sleep issues for over 30 years where Mm -hmm. I can fall asleep really, really hard. I know I go into REM sleep because I have really weird dreams. Mm -hmm. And then I'll wake up an hour later or maybe at 2 or 3 in the morning and then can't go back to sleep or I get woken up by the neighbor's noise or something.
6: Mm -hmm.
2: What? How do you help that, well, and how does it affect your dreams? It it affects your dreams. You've already described it, Donna. You know what's going on. It's called REM rebound, mm-hmm. where there's a little bit of sleep deprivation, and that deprivation creates a, a, a deprivation or a reduction in the REM, the rapid eye movement, vigorous dreaming that we have. And when there's any, even an incremental reduction in that, then you tend to have wild and really bizarre intense dreams right when you fall asleep if you take a nap and boom you're dreaming you're on the the merry-go-round right away that's an indicator that you're not getting sufficient REM time in your sleep because you go into that crazy carnival sort of dream Mm. what you do yeah that's so that's exactly what's happening and don't be afraid of that Try to try. It's not an indicator anything's anything is wrong with your life. It's just a natural way that your dreams have intensified because you've been, um, you know. It's like if you're starving to death, you might eat a little bit too fast when you finally get to the dinner table. Your body's just trying to compensate. Mm-hmm. About waking up and having interrupted sleep, that can get to be habitual, and so one thing that you can do to try and interrupt that pattern is to really become an advocate in your thoughts when you wake up and speak to yourself calmly as though you were coaching yourself. And it mm-hmm. may take a couple of weeks to, to change that circadian cycle because it's gotten so entrenched. But if you mm-hmm. awaken after you've been asleep, just say, I don't have to fall asleep right away. I can rest and move into my dreams, and I'll fall asleep when I fall asleep. So try to take that albatross off your shoulders of, oh, I have to sleep, now I can't, now this thing has happened, oh, that dog won't shut up. And we get into, we're like a pinball bouncing around in our minds, getting more and more tense.
5: Mm -hmm. And
2: you want to interrupt that pattern, and even if there's a neighbor noise, or even if there's, you know, a mouse in the wall or whatever is happening, try to stay calm and say, I'm going to enfold that into my rest.
0: It's kind of like Mm -hmm. meditating. You know, when you meditate, if you let every little thing disturb you, you're never going to have a moment in that meditative presence. And you have to let the outside noise actually help you. Although the mouse in the wall, I don't know if I'd be able to sleep through that. <laughs> but, no, that was really very cute. That was adorable. Um, do you think that, uh, Jillian, do you think that people who have these difficulties also think too much during the day? Like their brain is like hyperactive?
2: Well, anxiety triggers uh, hyper thought. Mm. And so it's as though there's we learn that if something happens, then you want to race your thoughts forward to try and solve it. And, of course, once in a while that works, but more frequently it turns into a habitual cycle where we stay in our, in our anxiety loop that way. And, yeah. But it, we're very trainable creatures, and we can interrupt that and become sort of our own coaches
0: Wow. When I was looking at Donna's um, auric field, the third layer of your field, Donna, has a tremendous leak on it. And this is the mental plane. So there's, in in my opinion, there's so many thoughts and they're not calm, which must be the anxiety. And and so you have leaks around it. And so it probably never feels very fulfilling, like the thoughts don't finish their cycle or there's no form of completion. So then there's no rest. And so I would work on having an intention to, maybe be f- as you fall asleep, because Jillian's sh- showed us mm-hmm. how healing and how mystical rest can be, perhaps have an intention that you'll, you know, heal mm-hmm. up the holes that are in the third layer of your auric field so that you can start to get more recuperative rest. Is this is also an adrenal issue. It can be. The the third chakra isn't the direct link to the adrenals. The second chakra is. However, the third chakra governs all the endocrine organs and the immune system. So, yes, it would um, be effective. Do you take herbs for your adrenals?
3: Uh, Not currently, but it's something
0: I'm exploring. Yeah, and I think some people need to take, you know, some sort of supportive, healthy herbs for their adrenals all the time, you know, just because Mm -hmm. they have that tendency and and the way our lifestyles are you know taking things like holy basil or some beautiful blend that's created with ashwagandha and other incredible herbs i think it's just very healthy for the body and and i love how you know this like i know you're super smart you know this but you wait too long to implement things that you know is in your highest good so i would cons- i do you i do, do. So I would consider speeding up the process so you can get more sleep and, um, you know, and think less and enjoy your life. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Thinking less is just not on my agenda, but I'll work at it. <laughs> uh, you know, I would because the brain actually works 10 times better if people think less. It's a fabulous organ, but it, it doesn't need to process the past or the future. So that's what I would recommend.
2: I'll be more zen.
0: Lovely. And we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. I'm having the pleasure of interviewing a, a frequent guest. This is, I think, our third time together our fourth time, Jillian. Do you remember? I think it's probably the third. Ah, oh, lovely. Jillian Holloway, she's a researcher about dreams. She's written several books, four of them. And in fact, um, one of her books, the Complete Dream Book, Discover Your, What Your Dreams Reveal About You and Your Life, um, you talk about that perfectionists tend to dream a lot that they are wearing their pajamas... Is, right. Yeah. What does that mean as we go up to break? Go ahead and give us a heads up on that.
2: Well, it's just a sign of being a little too hard on yourself, just like we were talking about thinking too much. People who have to have everything right in order for things to go well dream that they do something silly and stupid that, that falls through the, you know, the perfection falls <sighs> through the cracks. That's their worst nightmare, their anxiety <laughs> edge.
0: I love that. We'll take in a break. We'll be right back.
1: and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the US in 2013. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Getting your child home safely.
0: Catch your
6: together three times
1: is just a click away.
6: There's no place like home.
4: But making sure your child is in the right seat is just one of the steps down the road to safer travels.
3: I don't know how it works. Find
4: the right seat for your little one's age and size. There's no better way to get home safely. Know for sure that your child is in the right seat. How
6: can I
3: ever
1: thank you enough?
4: Get all the facts at safercar.gov the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Gary Mans
1: I'm Suzanne Mitchell.
4: We bring a unique talk radio blend your way every Friday and Saturday on 1150 KKNW.
1: From pop culture to the paranormal, you get variety in a conversational style.
4: Whether it's UFOs or ESP, angels or the afterlife, Bigfoot, or your big dreams—everything is fair game on our show.
1: Join the A-team of Alternative Talk Friday and Saturday mornings at ten on the station that leads the pack without following the herd. Alternative Talk, eleven fifty a.m. Join Marie this December at East West Bookshop in Seattle for two events you won't want to miss. Friday, December sixth, Marie will be giving a talk on manifesting with your spirit guides from seven thirty to nine p.m. Then on Saturday, December 7th, she will be teaching a workshop on how to magnetize your dreams into reality. From noon to 5 p.m., Marie will be doing live readings at both events. Register online at eastwestbookshop.com or call 800-587-6002. Ahead of the talk radio curve, naturally. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. We're talking about dreams and really spiritual phenomena and how we can in this modern day, as Jillian Holloway describes, use our dreams to help us grow spiritually and to evolve and have greater sense of awareness. As I told Jillian um, when we were on break, and Benny too, that um, you know I'm not exactly super intuitive in my dating world. It's kind of... Uh, I think I'm like everyone else. I'm kind of normal in that part of my life. Like I don't really know always what's going on intuitively, so I'll ask questions before I fall asleep, and I'm—I've always been given 100% accurate answer when I wake up. Always, every single time about someone I'm dating. I don't always—I uh, mean, I do listen to it, and it is 100% accurate. I kind of hope. Is that, that the only question you ask? Yeah, Just pretty about much. Dating? Yeah, nothing else. No, because I wow. kind of can see everything else. You know, that, you have a lot of
1: questions about dating, don't you?
0: I yeah, yeah. One of those <laughs> yeah I do actually.
1: I'm t- hey it's a legitimate answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and and of course most of the time I'm like, oh dang it, (laughs) when I wake up.
1: But what you're saying is you got your answer.
0: I got my answer. And so for a couple of weeks, I'll go, oh, well, maybe, maybe that wasn't right. And then I'm like, oh, dang. (laughs) But I'm so grateful for the information because I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not shocked. Mm -hmm. And I I have my eyes open. You know, I'm like looking like, oh, 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 yeah, there it goes. (laughs)
2: Yes. And sometimes people can get good you know, good reviews, sure. too.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm looking a, forward to that, actually. <laughs> that's a
2: great thing that you can trust, because your dreaming mind is all over the relationship question, not only because it wants you to be happy, but, but because that is so important to us as a species. So relationships are prime time uh, in, in the dream world. That's one reason why we're so obsessed with relationships while we're dreaming.
0: Wow. That's fascinating. That is really, yeah, I'm just very grateful for it. I I truly am because again, I get to figure out exactly what I needed to know. I don't have to try to psychically read it because my psychic vision is not very good in my personal dream world, or I I should say personal uh, dating world. Yeah. So we have someone on the phone lines. Yeah.
1: Let's take, uh, excuse me, Sasha now calling in from Fresno. Sasha, welcome to the show.
3: Hi. um, Thank you for taking my call. Uh Um, My, uh, father recently crossed over, and um, I was really fascinated by what you were saying about, um, you, know, I, you know, we've all been kind of, kind of having a hard time sleeping, um, and I just want, was curious as to whether or not you had any insights as to whether or not that had to do with um, helping him cross over or just, you know, anxiety and general grief.
2: Well, it probably has to do with anxiety and general grief. Grief tends to really be, uh, and loss tends to kind of shatter us as though you had lived through a giant earthquake. And that's Mm -hmm. true uh, regardless of how, you know, whether that relationship was positive or or aggravating. When we lose someone who has been in the foundation of our lives, it's it's an earthquake, and it really does shake people up uh, right away and for a couple of months afterwards. So... Being gentle with yourself, giving yourself permission to have the ebbs and flows of your mood swings, and just redirecting your mind and your body to get rest while you sleep, regardless of what that's like for you, not trying to over-control it, but just asking for uh, restorative rest. It's probably, unless you have a background in, in dreaming of crossing People over Mm -hmm. after they've passed. You know, Mm -hmm. some people. In fact, I get a fair amount of clients who will say, "I keep dreaming that I'm, I'm -hmm. doing volunteer work and crossing people over who are confused. Mm -hmm. Why would I be dreaming this?" And I say, "Well, I'm scared to tell you, but I don't (laughs) think these are dreams."
0: You know, because it's really true. When people pass, they go to the astral plane, and some people cross immediately over, or they're aware that they're going to be crossing soon, but they're staying in the astral plane to maybe participate in memorial services, or they, you know, they don't want to quite leave their family. Yet especially under tragic deaths, you okay. know they don't want to leave and and then, when it's time for them to go, or, or you know they may be a little lost or they need, may need to be reminded um hello, you need to go over to the light. <laughs> you can't you could stay in the astral plane forever, but it's not the most comfortable thing you know to it's a very chaotic, very busy, very psychic realm where the other side is just a lot more productive for individuals and a lot more peaceful and and I love what you're saying um I don't typically do a lot of crossing over work for my clients or their family members or any of that nature, for some reason it's just not something that I'm interested in but I have had i've had I've taught several clients how to do it for their family members, and I think people naturally know how to do it and now I know why because they're doing it while they're sleeping
3: mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that's just yeah. fascinating great yeah. question uh, Another question I had is so can the dead communicate to us why we're in our dream state?
2: I think they absolutely do, Marie. I've been collecting these dream experiences. I'm not sure they're dreams. They happen while we're dreaming um, since 2006. And so I have a lot of stories from people that I believe are absolutely, um, you know, they have been visited. I don't think that every time we we have a a memory of the, the departed in a dream that we've been contacted. But if you awaken from one of these and you feel that they were there and you feel touched or restored or relieved, or you've had an in-depth conversation with them, that, that there is some charge involved, then I think it was a visitation and a communication. Again, I think there's this change in our frequency in some way that we don't yet understand while we move into the dream state where the departed can enter our dreams, and it's almost like you may see them come through a wall or come yeah. through the television or yeah. call you on a phone or walk into a room as though they were penetrating a membrane because nice. our dreams seem to have some kind of a membrane around them, mm. and they can, they can visit us. They really can.
0: Mm. And what do you think is the most common message or in your research, what has been the most common message from the departed during a dream? Well, most
2: commonly, uh, they're trying to tell us that they're not dead, that they are changed. They're altered, but they're not gone. They're not destroyed. And so most commonly, the message is that, that they are seeing their family members falling apart. And they want them to know it doesn't change the loss, but it can help the grief be more clean mm. and less uh, self-destructive.
0: Mm. I I noticed that in February you you are offering a Dreamwork certification training. It's a five week course online, and so if people want more information about that, they can go to flashofspirit.com. dot com. So with this online workshop, they'll get a certification where they can actually help other people analyze their dreams.
2: Yes, that yeah. I have people really from all over the world. It's so fun. Um, people who just want to know about their dreams, or people who are interested in adding something to their practice their therapy or coaching practice and also people who are just in their circle of friends they're the person that everybody comes to and talks to to about dreams so i can tell you all the techniques that i've learned over the last 20 years and that how to tell you know what will work for what personality type and it's been very well received this about the fifth year i've done it so um, it's a great chance to Without disrupting your life or paying a ton of money, you can get a, a lot of in-depth training
0: working with dreams.
1: Oh, it sounds fantastic. Sounds wonderful.
0: And we have another caller, Benny.
1: Yeah, we probably have time for just one more before the end of the show. We have Laura now calling in from Bothell. Laura, welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show.
2: Hi, Marie. Hi. Julia. Hi, Laura. Good. Good. Um, my question kind of is related to the one you just answered, um, but it's more about sleep paralysis
5: uh-huh. when
2: you think you're awake um, but you can't move and you feel others in the room with you. Um, but both my adult sons suffer with this, and they're consumed with fear when this happens, and you know, they don't want to talk about it, it's so they wake up in different places in their room and things like that. So I was just wondering if that's dreams or if that's something else and what the purpose of that might be. Well, it's a complicated question, and the short answer is that, It seems to be a hereditary um, problem that people have when they're in adolescence to early adulthood, and they tend to outgrow it. But I want you to write down a name, uh, Laura, if you can, and it is Ryan Hurd, R-Y-A-N, and the last name is H-U-R-D you want to just google him he is the world's leading expert on sleep paralysis he has a little ebook they can download and it's all about the different manifestations of this and what to do with it so that you can reduce the fear and even if it still happens you won't be freaked out about it and he even talks about all over the world the different mystic traditions of what people make of it and how to handle it so i'd really recommend that you share that with your sons
0: Oh, wow, that's, that's great! Wonderful advice because it's kind of scary. Yeah.
2: It is, yeah, uh-huh. very
0: scary. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, very. Thank you so much, Laura, for calling thank in. You. Thank, that's you. thank you. Lovely. So oh, you're, you're welcome. Bye, bye. So, how can we tell which dream is most important to explore its meaning?
2: It is the charge. What I call the charge, whether it's positive or negative, mysterious or haunting, um, you get uh, really that goosebump effect or that sense of something big has just happened in a dream. And that sense of bigness or, or weight or charge will tell you, regardless of the imagery, I mean, some people will dream about a sunflower and you think, well, whoop-de-doo. But if it's got that boom, that charge to it, that will tell you. You want to write it down. And you want to tell people about it, share it. Mm. It's like sharing your truth, even though it's encoded and you don't know what it is yet. Talk to as many people as you can who are not going to make fun of you, you know, be selective. And that will help you to get it out of your body where it is locked and out into your consciousness where you can connect with the wisdom of it.
0: Mm. Oh, that's fascinating. So. The the charge is is that kind of like an exciting feeling or for me the charge is that I just remember the dream so profusely. Like I rem- I it's like I can feel exactly what was happening in the dream, every piece of it as if it was real.
2: Yes, that is that is often the the case. Sometimes it is um you know that sensation when you wake up in the morning and you feel happy for no reason or you feel sad for no reason and you kind of trace the thread to get to why you feel that way. Mm. That is kind of a dream hangover sometimes, and that can be a, a manifestation of that charge as well. So if it feels relevant to you, even though you don't know what it's about, honor that by working with it in whatever, whatever way you can.
0: Huh. Oh, That's fantastic. Uh, are there themes and dreams that change with the times, like, you know, related to movies or trends, television?
2: There are themes that change, and they're more related to the time of your life. Than they are to the social media um <clears throat> so when we're when we're young, we're dreaming about you know really the the charge forward the quest, and as you get a little older, then you start dreaming of protecting protecting your family, protecting your assets, protecting your car you avoiding loss that kind of vigilance. And then as we get older, we begin to, again, address the quest of what's what's coming after this lifetime. So our dreams take on a spiritual kind of glowing quality. And sometimes the, the dark side of that is we're afraid of the unknown, afraid of what will happen, afraid of loss of power, loss of physical strength. But mostly we're moving spiritually and we're evolving at a really intense pitch for the last 20 years of our lives. So our dreams become very mystical and spiritual then.
0: Wow. Thank you so much, Jillian, for coming on the show with us today. Lovely answers, lovely information, and I loved our callers, too, with great questions. And people can find more about you by going to flashofspirit.com?
2: Yes. Please check out the classes there. I'm getting a lot of good response from them.
0: Lovely. And you have four books, um, you know, that are already written and out on the market, And one of them is the Complete Dream Book, Discover What Your Dreams Reveal About You and Your Life. Um, Very helpful books. Thank you so much for coming on the air. It was just a pleasure to have you.
2: Oh, thanks so much. A pleasure to talk to you, Marie. Good luck with all your endeavors.
0: Thank you. Same to you. Thank you so much. And one of those endeavors, I will be at East West Bookshop in Seattle. So staying home for a few months. Um, Very little traveling, unless it's going to be for fun. Although I do love um, to travel for business for fun as well. On Friday, December 6th, I will be at East West Bookshop, um, teaching or giving a talk on manifesting with your spirit guides, one of my favorite things. And then the following day on December 7th, between noon and five, I'll be teaching a workshop on how to magnetize your dreams into reality. It's such a fun class to work on right before the new year, so you can take some tools to move you forward and truly manifesting and creating what you want. Because we're manifesting all the time and we're creating all the time, um, but many times it's not exactly what we really want. And so how can we be focused about that, be clear? I I think that's also a big part of it is just getting clarity about what you really want. A lot of times people don't know um, what they truly desire and so they don't have the passion and the drive behind manifesting what they want. And so my job will be helping you to discover your true dreams. Um, And then of course, um, giving tools to make that happen. So traffic's doing better now, Benny, around Uh, that Yeah, it's kind of smoothed out since this morning's rush.
1: It's just uh, still be patient out there. Grab that extra cup of coffee. (laughs) Talk to the barista a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. Um, you know. Have a gorgeous day. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. My
1: theory on is uh, usually how the week works since we've got a minute here. How the week rolls out is Mondays are usually light because everyone's coming off the weekend. They're like, oh, man, I got to get to work. I'm a little (laughs) late and blah, blah, blah. And then Tuesday, oh man, I was late on Monday, so we everyone's got to get on the road. So Tuesday's always busy. Wednesday, they're like woohoo, it's hump day, it's half the way, we can kind of you know relax a little bit. But then they realize Thursday's right on the corner, and they're like, oh no, yesterday was hump day, I went out, and then oh my god, I, I had one too many, and then I've got to I've got to get ready for the weekend because tomorrow's Friday, and so Thursday's busy too.
0: So Thursday, everyone's realizing how much work they have not completed during the week. Tuesdays and Thursday, yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays. So they're rushing to the office (laughs) to catch up.
1: That's a pretty good theory, I think. Yeah, I think it's a great theory. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe I'm just dreaming too much. Dreaming
0: too much. much. Well, we wish everyone safe travels wherever you are and joyful blessings until next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.